Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of This Book Changed My Life. I am Natalie Ford. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week on This Book Changed My Life, or each episode, I should say, I interview a uh, colleague of mine who works for Berkeley Schools, and we talk about all sorts of stuff. We talk about their journey to wherever they are in the district, and then we talk about what they were like as a student and what they remember about reading at an early age. And then finally, we talk about a book that changed their life. Carol Watson is my guest today. And I'm smiling as I say her name because that's just the type of person she is. Kara is a mom of two girls, and she talks a lot on today's episode about her mom journey. And we talk we talk a lot about this concept of the mom journey. The mom journey, of course, being staying at home. And then going back to work, but also raising kids. And in Kara's case, her journey turned into going to work, raising kids, and volunteering for her awesome school district at the same time. One thing that I thought a lot about in this interview was about the parents in our district who do so much for our schools. As a high school teacher, We see people at conferences, maybe we see people at Meet the Teacher Night, we exchange emails and calls, but in talking to Kara and having kids of my own, it reminded me that the parent volunteers are one of these foundational pillars that holds up a school and a district. And as a high school teacher, we don't always see that or think about that because it's not a huge part of our day on a, you know, like on a daily basis. But at the elementary school and when the students are younger at the middle school, I know this from my son's experience and my daughter's experience, parent volunteers are a huge component of, of the school and the school culture. Kara is the type of person who brightens any room she is in and any group she is a part of. And Berkeley School District, I guess I'm just going to speak for Berkeley School District here. I, I didn't really imagine this, but I'm going to because I think they would support this statement. But I really feel like we're so grateful for all she has done through the years. And I can say that after interviewing her because on the podcast, she talks about volunteering when her oldest daughter went to kindergarten. And then at the end of the podcast, she tells me all of the ways that she is still volunteering to support the district and the high school today. It's incredible. In this interview, we also get into the the work-life balance of motherhood. I'm putting work-life balance in quotes because I think it's kind of this mythological creature that doesn't actually exist. It's like the the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that you you keep chasing and people tell you is there, but I don't know if we'll ever see it because there really is no balance. It constantly feels extremely overwhelming. But anyway, um, I love Kara's honesty and humor and wisdom on this topic. And I know you guys will too. So here we go. Kara Watson. Um, okay, well, thank you for being on my podcast. Of course. The, it, um, it was nice that Megan nominated me. I know, it's funny. I've had Levinson, Brockman, like the whole crew. And you guys, <laughs> I think I knew this before, but the more I get to know the people that you guys work with, like you work with a really nice group of people. We really do. You have to be very patient and very kind <laughs> to be working in the special ed department for sure. I would say that those two words really describe everyone that I've talked to. Just like, 
I don't know. Like, there's no anxiousness about them. They're just kind of like really ha like happy about things. I don't know how else to describe it. They um, roll with it and yeah. totally go with the flow. <laughs> you yeah. have to. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you about your B your BHS journey, or I don't know if you've been to other buildings before ours. Just kind of your professional journey, and then I want to know what you were like as a student. And as a reader, as a kid, mm -hmm. and then um, the book that changed your life. So tell us how you got to be where you are. Where have you been before this? Okay. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, we, I was married in three. We had our daughters in four and five. So we were pretty busy. <laughs> and then I stayed at home until um, our baby, Julia, went to first grade. So I started working at Berkeley High as a para in 2012. Um, however, my journey in the school district started much earlier than that when um, the girls, not working, but just as a parent. So I don't know if I'd call that not working. Yeah, <laughs> it's not getting exactly. paid, right? I mean, you know, exactly. you know you've made it when you're the lice check mom. Um, <laughs> um, and doing all the PTA stuff. My girls both went to Rogers. And, um, you know, I chaired the family book fair and did the school dances and drove on all the field trips and was literacy mom and helped out with reading and um, just wanted to be involved, involved as much as I could. And then it was time for me, you know, we had an agreement with my husband, Matt, that when the baby was gone full time, it was time to go. And um so yeah, I've done stuff in Berkeley with um, BEF, used to run off to the races and do stuff for auction. And um, uh, I'm actively on PTA and all that good stuff. So it's just, it's nice to be involved. But I, I did start my first job in Berkeley was at Berkeley High um, and started in 2012. So this will be my ninth year. What is it like going to work at the same place that your kids go to school? How has that been? Um, I think, it, you know what? So far, so good. Grace is really independent. Um, she hasn't minded. She's not one of those kids that's like, oh, mom, I see you in the hall. She's always quick with a hi, mom. And her friends are so great and kind. And um, it's been nice. You know, if she's not feeling well, I've been able to, we only live a few blocks away. I've been able to run her home real quick, or it's just kind of nice that I'm in the building with her. And I'm looking forward to having both of them in the same building next year. It will be really nice. Will you guys, do you guys, will you all share the, do you all share the morning routine of like get up, eat together, get in the same car, like go home together? Do you do all that together? Um, we totally do and have up till this year, it's going to be a little different. Um, I accepted Deb Wilholt's position. So oh, I'm, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Um, so my hours will be a little different. I'll be, um, supporting Jenna with the marketing stuff and doing the school bear. Um, so Grace will be turning 16 this summer and, um, yeah, I know getting her license. So, She'll be driving her sister, Julia, and her to school. And then I kind of have like banker's hours, which I'm really looking forward to. It's um, like a 10 to three deal. So I yeah, may I actually have time for me in the morning. I think that's <laughs> the most perfect schedule in the entire world is 10 to three. Right? Well, and you know what? Andy and I had talked about it and I had really hemmed and hawed over the whole thing because the hours 
are um, significantly less. Instead of yeah. working almost 30, I work I'll be working 23. Yeah. Um, but in thinking about it, and this kind of leads into my my book that changed my life, but we'll keep that a secret for a little bit. Okay. But in thinking about it and talking it over with my husband, um, I think it's a much needed change with um, committees and being active with the kids and an Uber driver and just all of that to have some more time for myself. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, hell yes, Kara Watson. <laughs> right? I was thinking, did any part of you, and I, you don't seem to have the same maybe like temperament as me. I think I'm a little more aggressive than you just in knowing you, but <laughs> talking to your husband, was any part of you like, maybe I've earned this? Has anyone thought like, I don't know because I think I know a lot of stay-at-home moms that stayed at home. And then once their kids went to first grade, they just stayed at home because right. unless you're in a school, it's really hard to find employment. That's this kind of like a little window of time. Like your kids aren't in school actually as long as you think. Exactly. So you're kind of like, I mean, the fact that you went back to work right away is pretty admirable because I know moms that have gotten to first grade and been like, I'll see you at three o'clock. Like I have <laughs> for us, it wasn't possible. I needed to work. Um, yeah, yeah. Financially, we had come off of that recession. My husband had been laid off, um, and it wasn't a choice. I um, um, actually had to start a camp called Camp Watson over the summer um, that I started back in 2011. Um, where I would have 10 to 12 kids over here and neighborhood moms. Um, we would go to the Toledo Zoo. We would do science experiments, um, tie-dye. We would do look for Sasquatch in the woods. I mean, totally crazy, fun stuff. But, um, you know, when times get tough, you got to figure it out. And yeah, those are sure. some of, like, my best memories, my kids' best memories. I have right. kids at Berkeley High that are like, those were the best summers of my life. So, yeah, it was fun. That's so interesting to me that um, you, I'm just happy for you that you said like my time, y'all. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What I do, when I see you at ten in the morning, I'm gonna be like crazy by ten. <laughs> all good. Like you've had time to relax. Well, and it's so nice because now that the girls are older and more independent. They can make their own lunch in the morning. Yeah, oh, yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Not make a damn school lunch, girl. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you. One thing when quarantine hit, yeah, I'm like, yeah. dang it, no more school lunches. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so tell me what you were like as a little kid, as a learner, as a reader. Um, when I was little, I have very fond memories of my dad um, laying on his belly on the floor and me on my belly right next, you know, alongside of him. I'm the oldest of six children. Oh um, my goodness. Yes, we're all K's. It's Kara, Chris, Corey, Kevin, Carrie, and Katie. You've met my baby sister, actually. Um, but you guys were the Kardashians before the Kardashians right? did that. And funny you said that, like we watched all 18 episodes during quarantine. I'm a quality mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or 18 seasons, not episodes. <laughs> That's crazy. But anyway, my, um, I have fond memories. My dad was a corporate pilot. So um, for as much time as he'd be gone, he might be gone for a couple weeks. Then he'd come home and might be home for a month, which was 
you know, it was hard on my mom and I had to help her out a lot being the oldest. But um, when my dad was in town, I mean, so fully present, always at our things, very involved parents. But I remember as far as books go, um, have you heard of the value book series? Value like V-A-L-U-E? No, yeah. tell me about it. Okay. There was probably at least 30 different value books. And I remember for instance and they portrayed a person so like they did helen keller was um, the value of determination um louis pasteur was the value of believing in yourself um i have fond memories of my dad reading every single one of those kind of going over morals and values and so sad because remember the flood of 2014 of course yes Yes, of course. I have all those books that were totally floating in our basement. Oh, no. Yes, I know. I know. Um, and of course, golden books, you know, yeah. all the nursery rhymes. I mean, anything. My mom was a big let's order stuff off TV person. So <laughs> quality. I love that quality. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, girl, she's still my dad would be like, oh, my God, there's more crap on the porch. But like the time, remember time would have like the series of World yes. War II. And so when I got older, we got into that. And um, when we were kids, we didn't have the luxury of the internet. So we had, um, you know, when we had to do reports, we had the whole Funk and Wagnalls encyclopedia collection. And, um, you know, she, she just, she was always good about keeping our shelves and homes stocked with just tons of books. So from a very early time, I was very lucky enough to have the exposure um, and have just um, given, you know, Matt and I have tried to give that to our girls. I mean, ever since they were out of the womb, <laughs> um, we've read to them. So and now they both enjoy reading. Did you find that your passion for books like maintained itself? as you got older or did you take a, a slide like people do or how did it play out as you got older? I kind of did take a slide. Um, I was really passionate about reading like all the way through school, through college. And then um, like I've totally, as far as elementary was into all the Judy Bloom. Uh, remember, are you there God? It's me, Margaret. I mean, I'm totally- yeah, I do remember that. That was like a lot of information. Yeah, like we must, we must. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Tales of the Fourth Grade, nothing. And I mean, oh, I love Judy Bloom and all her books. And um, and then stayed engaged with reading, you know, all the way through school. I graduated from U of M Flint. Um, I'm a communication major and have um, a marketing background. And um, then I, when I met my husband and, you know, you get busy, we had kids right away. And obviously it was a lot less time for me. And I was still reading, I guess, but to, to our girls, you know, not yeah. much yes. for me. And right. that's been a gift that that's come full, full circle. The older they get, I have more time to do it again and really enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny. So many people that I have talked to, it's like it ebbs and flows based on the stage of your life. And even the book that's changed your life, I think it was Ann Daniels said, you know, well, what phase of life are we talking about? Because it just, there are certain moments or certain parts of your life, like you said, all my kids are little. So everything I read, I have to do on audio because I, I never sit down. I never sit oh. down and no, without someone bothering me or announcing that they've gone to the bathroom or whatever. So, <laughs> right. um, I know what you mean when you say it goes in, in stages, but that's awesome that you 
allowed this tr tradition of reading aloud with your with your own girls. Well, I, I can't wait to meet some of the Watsons when I get back to school yeah. in the fall. I hope I have one. Okay, so tell me the book that changed your life. All right, so da 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 Present over. Oh, you yeah. Hi, guys, real quick. Sorry for the interruption. The last part of that title got kind of chewed up by the audio a little bit. The book title is Present Over Perfect. Okay, back to the interview. Oh, you know what? Tell me the name of this author. Okay, it's Shauna Nequist. Yeah, so she was on Oprah or something. Yeah. What was she on? Yes. Okay, was she on Oprah? Okay. And this book um, I read last summer, and it was actually through a study uh, through our church. Our, it was an online book study. And because honestly, who has time to like have another thing on your calendar when I'm running kids around and meet? And, and I miss that. I wish, I hope sometime I will have time to join a book club and actually go to somebody's house. But I mean, the yeah. calendar is ridiculous. So um, the fact that it was going to be an online study, um, I thought was pretty awesome. And we got to talk it over with just a ton of different crazy busy moms. But the reason why this changed my life is, I mean, the title kind of um, says it all. I think we run around um, trying to be perfect, especially being a mom, we have to have, um, you know, my kids doing this or my kids in this and I'm doing this and what did you cook for dinner? Cause you know, I don't know about you, but it's hot and ready sometime and it's okay. <laughs> um, but, or I made this class or I did this. And I just think we hold each other to such unattainable, um, you know, such uh, these crazy ideas. And I think that our kids, I mean, I don't think I know our kids see this. And, you know, we obviously have issues as a society with um, anxiety. And I think if we're running around like a chicken with our head cut off, um, our kids are seeing this, they feel everything we feel. Mm -hmm. And, um, they feel they have to be perfect too. And I don't know about you, but growing up in the 80s, Ugh. if we had like rock and rye and licorice for dinner and we're out, <laughs> like God knows our parents would send us out at whatever time and you'd come home and we were fine. It's just, things have just changed so much over the years. And for as much good, I think we have a lot of work to do, you know? Yeah. Tell me specifically. And I wanted to, I have thought about this a lot. I've never read this book, but all the concepts that you're talking about, you have the perspective of you were a stay at home mom. Then you mm -hmm. were a working mom, full time, mm -hmm. full time working mom. Right. And now, now you're kind of transitioning. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me, like from what you've observed in your own home and in the homes of other people, have you seen, like, don't you feel like women should be taking on less, but it also feels like we're taking on more with like social yes. media and I agree. I agree. I think that um, it's okay to take turns. Um, I think it's okay to help each other out. It's okay to say no. Um, with, you can still be an involved parent in so many different ways, but not say yes to everything. Um, my husband, I'll never forget standing in line in kindergarten after like the first year. And he's like, you need a coffee mug that when you lift up, it'll say no. <laughs> I, ne I never heeded his advice, you know, of course not. But um, no, there's some really good quotes. I'll share one with you. Yes, please do. 
And that kind of sums it up about, especially women, we're addicted to big and sweeping and photo ready crossing oceans, changing it all, starting new things, dreams and visions and challenges, marathons and flights, ascending tall peaks. But the rush to scramble up onto platforms, to cross oceans, to be heard and seen and known sometimes comes at a cost. And sometimes the most beautiful things we do are invisible and unsexy. And I mean, that was such a big takeaway, especially with, I think, what we do in those four walls at BHS. Um, you know, we're, we're not on camera and living this glorious, right, life. But the invisible and the unsexy, you know, the lives that we're touching every single day because of what we do. I mean, something as simple as, you know, working in special ed, if you don't have a kid telling you to screw off in an hour, that might be an achievement. <laughs> and everybody in the special ed department knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly do. And I mean, even even for me having talked to those people, but also like to your quote, I think you're absolutely right. And I don't know why, maybe I wonder why is it reality TV? Is it social media? Why do I feel this pressure for people to know like what I do? Isn't it enough just to do it and to have the exchange with the people in the present moment? Absolutely. And I don't know, this book really pushed me too out of my comfort zone as far as I think we have a tendency. I mean, I guess to hang around with like-minded people, yeah. um, I think it's very visible in our school culture. I mean, and it's natural. The English department hangs with the English department, right. you know, and so on and so forth. And I mean, and I, it's understandable. We spend a lot of our time, you know, with our colleagues, but life is so boring, isn't it? If you're just sitting in one mold, I just take away from this was just getting to know people on an interpersonal different level, people that I think one thing I'm proud of Matt and I, all the different kinds of friends we have and that we've, you know, that one may be sitting on our deck that's a neurosurgeon and then another one lays tile and yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. I think you need to think outside of the box and um, expose your kids to all different kinds of people because it, life is just so much more interesting. The conversations you have and getting to know people on a real, you know, interpersonal level. Tara, did you see any changes in your life, like big or small, after you read this book? Or did people in your group talk about making changes in their life, big or small? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I definitely give myself um, more time to be silent um, and to sit in silence. Um, I think some of our greatest achievements um, and some of our greatest thoughts and our greatest peace um, and inner solitude comes from, you know, sitting in silence and taking time to meditate. Yeah, I mean, gosh, even if it's for five minutes, I give myself that. And um, I think it's a good lesson too when you're raising kids to give yourself permission, you know, to have some me time. Um, like I said, this year, it's gonna be a little different for me and I really struggled with that because I'm working, I believe it's about seven hours less a week. Mm -hmm. um, but at the, you know, but at the end of the day, like I'm still teaching Sunday school and serving on different committees and I'm, I'm choir boosters president for Berkeley. Um, and, um, you know, all the tag day stuff and, you know, and I'm zero complaining, like I want to do this. Yeah. You know? I, I think right. 
my parents were very involved and um, it set a good tone and a good message. And, you know, I want my girls to know how much we care about their education. And, um, you know, and I, I do it because I, I want to, not because, it, you know, you have to. But um, it will be good because I have all that other stuff on my plate to take a little bit of a step back for sure. It's also, I, I want to ask you, like, Kara, do you happen to do all the cooking and cleaning in your house also? Like, do you? Oh, girl. <laughs> you <find> the, <laughs> crazy to me. It's like on the same topic of what you're talking about. When, when I look at my mom, like she didn't go to work, but she did all the domestic stuff. And now my generation, we're all going to work, but we're also doing like. We're doing everything. I'm like, wait, we got tricked, everybody. That's like. Right? <laughs> I will say my husband, I'm very fortunate. He does a lot. I mean, he obviously works full time too. He's in sales. And so some of his hours too will be a little crazy. He, he can adjust his schedule though, to be at the girls activities for the most yeah. part. But um, he helps out tremendously. It's, I, I mean, he'll cook, he'll help do laundry. And you know, I don't even have to ask. He's one of those. I'm very, very blessed with all of that. But um yeah, we're you know you're working full time. You're trying to hold it down. It's hard, and you're tired. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm there with you. What was the reaction like of other people in your um, book study group to this book? Was everyone really on board with the message, or was it hard for anyone else, or even you, to like get on board with the message at first? Was there any resistance to your old way of thinking? Like the more the better. There was, and I'll tell you what, um, it's even still hard for me. I mean, where it was very challenging for me to step back is during quarantine. Um, um, everyone was like, oh, we're spending all this time with our family. And, you know, <laughs> we're so blessed. Hashtag blessed, right? <laughs> and I mean, keeping it real, I have to be doing something or I go crazy. So I was right. able to, I think just with anything in life, it's finding balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's so important to find balance. And um, I don't know, I, the quarantine was really hard for all of us, especially the first couple months when we were all trying to find our new normal. And I hate that if I never hear that again, new normal. I hear you, I hear you. Um, but you know, the girls did great. They stayed on top of their studies, um, but it was a roller coaster around here. It was hard, but no, going back to, the group, I mean, there are still people that are going 110 miles a minute because I, I just think innately that's just how some people are. And it's it's, it's hard, it's hard to change. It's hard to change. I also wonder too, like I know with myself, you have this almost insecurity. I don't know, again, I, for, I don't know how much you're on social media, but you're like, if I don't show my, you know, this or that, or my kids or my whatever, like, I don't know. And then sometimes I'll be posting pictures about my kids and I'll be like, why am I, what, what am I doing? Like, what? I just want to say to my mom, like, who cares? Or I just like the one great dinner you made, but you had freaking hot and ready or mac and cheese the rest of the week. Right. But you know, look at me. <laughs> I know. I know. And I, I know that I get so confused about that. And then I also think about our young people, how confusing it must be for them. Yes, absolutely. I think um, it just, if, I'm going to share another quick quote, because this is another one that really stuck to me. What kills a soul, exhaustion, secret or secret keeping, image management, 
Yes. That's what we're talking about. And what brings a soul back from the dead? Honesty, connection, and grace. Yeah, that's amazing. It's so true. I've, uh, you could throw nature into that last one, but for me, yeah, but I think that, but that's part of what I've learned in quarantine. Like you said, was like, wait a minute. As long as everything in my house is okay, I'm okay. Yeah. And if I'm not projecting it or showing people or whatever, who can, nobody can, nobody cares. Right. Yeah. I just. I don't know. I think as a society, especially being a mom, we have to know that it's okay to not look like or have it all together. Do you know? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, even with my own girls, um, it's so important that these kids see that we're not perfect, that yeah. nobody's perfect, that they're not expected to be perfect little, let's go to AP class, perfect little A students. That's not right. what it's all about, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because I, I agree with you, and I think it's equally or almost more important for our own kids to see us struggle, not like, you know, the whole deal, but some, I, sometimes I'll say to my mom, you made motherhood look so easy. And it like, I, and I think that I was so excited to have kids, but then you have kids, you're like, this is so hard, you know? <laughs> so it's so healthy to keep it real for everybody. Absolutely. And that's like, oh my God, I can't even believe you said that. That's my life motto. Like, you know, you got to keep it real. For real. Like life is short. Keep it real. I tell my kids that all the time. And you know what? Yes, I go to church and I love Jesus, but I also like to drink and listen to rap music and it's okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's like your, your album cover or your bumper sticker, but like you need to put that up somewhere. So right. That's amazing. I'll print that out and put it on my fridge. Seriously, like it's so hypocritical if you like go to yeah. church and you you know what I mean. But like you you have to keep it real. You got to keep life real. It's it's okay. You know, here Grace, here oh. I, can, I have a special. Hi, Grace. <laughs> There's my girl. Hi, Grace. I hope you're I'm you're in my English class in the fall. Oh yeah, that would be great. Yeah, <laughs> let's make it happen. Oh my gosh, nice. let's make it happen. <laughs> um, Wait, I had something funny I wanted to say based off of your based off of your slogan. But I can't remember what it was. Shoot, I lost it. Uh, oh, I know what it was. I was gonna say I think this is why you you. I know you're not gonna be in special ed anymore, but yeah. you guys are such a good team because you're like we have to keep it real. We are every, everyone sees what's happening in our world all the time, and you know. I think that that's been good. I talked to Levinson about this. Like, it's so good for me as an AP teacher to see you guys. You're like, this is just how it is. I'm not going to apologize. Like, this is just our world. No. And you know what? We're different on so many levels. Like, what's an achievement for a kid with AP? Exactly. I mean, our goal as a special ed community is to keep get our kids through the school day being safe and being happy. Oh. No. Safe and yeah. happy. I mean, isn't that our goal for all our kids primarily? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the other kids have a little bit more thrown in at them. But another thing, I mean, I read a lot of Percy Jackson to us yeah. that wouldn't leave our room. And um, yeah. so, yeah, definitely reading on different terms for different yeah. people. But yeah. it has come full, full circle for sure. I get to read now more and I have some more time. I'm looking forward to having more time for myself. So, this sorry. conversation has been so cool for a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. One is I just love this theme of being honest about what's happening. And like, I'm sure you know this too. 
I think it's so much more fun to have like a real conversation with someone than to do the small talk. Like I n- I don't ever no small talk. I'm, I'm over it. Right. We don't have time for small talk. <laughs> but then also another element of, you know, because you're a mom and now you're on this, like your kids are old enough to drive and make their mm-hmm. own lunches. And um, yeah. I wish it didn't take, you know, 16 years for you to have time for yourself, but I'm also really happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, do you have any vision of what you're going to do with your free time? Or do you think that it's just going to be more of like you having more time to get all your other stuff done for your volunteering? Um, totally the latter, but <laughs> like, I'm keeping it real. Um, but <laughs> no, I actually very much so, um, because I run around and do everything for the kids have just let myself slide. And I'm really looking forward to getting a workout routine again in the morning. Oh, awesome. I have more time. I mean, God, the quarantine 15, holy shit. That's not anything fake around here. Um, Excuse my language, but again, we're keeping it real. Right. Um, right. (laughs) But um, yeah, I'm, you know, getting up with the kids and when they go off at eight o'clock to school, I, I'll have two hours. So a nice hour routine, maybe work on some things, shower yeah. and, and go. And you don't have that time after three o'clock. Because no. You're running, running. Yeah. Um, everyone, I guess, finds that time in different ways or they don't. And sadly, I just yeah. haven't the past couple of years. And I'm looking forward to feeling yeah. much better, you know, doing more. Well, uh, this conversation has been awesome. Next time we talk, let's get a um, some glasses of wine going, Kara oh, Watson. Heck yeah! Now that is keeping it real, Natalie Ford. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. It was lovely to talk to you. Yeah, this was really, really nice. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, um, I will hopefully see you sometime soon. All right. Sounds great. And have a wonderful summer with your kiddos. Take time yeah. for you. And we'll see you at the end of August, I think. Yeah, I'm also crossing my fingers on the make time for me thing, but I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> Fast forward, what, 14 more years? Or yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll hey, Bye. have a good day. Yeah, Bye. you too. Bye. Bye.